Thank you for waiting, ladies and gentlemen. We've invited the first class, now we're inviting the executive platinum, platinum, emerald, sapphire, and ruby, if those words are written on your boarding cards. Please come forward. Hey, hey, this is Rika, your host of Catch Flights, Not Feelings. Ladies and gentlemen, have your boarding cards out available. Please light it now, boarding. Hey, hey, welcome back to Catch Flights, Not Feelings with your host, Rika. So I'm going to break this next uh, couple of podcasts into parts because it was a bigger trip for me and I went to a lot of different areas uh, or cities, so I say. So this is going to be Spain part one. Um, So I hope you enjoy. To Spain couple of years ago all because of a flight deal that I found and this flight deal was $400 round trip um, from DIA Denver to Spain I think it was to uh, Madrid Spain so I was like Psh, can't pass this deal up let me book that right now And I had found that flight deal, I believe, through, um, I followed a couple of uh, businesses uh, that did flight deals specifically on Twitter, and I had received uh, a tweet from them, and I think it was Secret Flying, um, or Secret Flights. So, I think that was the, the way I got that flight deal, and it was through American Airlines, but... Well, so, however, I also had enough points on United uh, to upgrade my seat to first class, and so I decided to uh, book that flight just not round trip, um, but it was one-way flight, um, so of course half off um and so i booked my return trip uh, i booked my return trip through united coming back where i got my upgraded seat so i had recently decided that i really like to travel in october or november uh because it was the off season prices were less our, our tickets were less um as well as hotel stay points were a little bit less at that point too so uh i had traveled back in november uh, i believe it's 2016 I want to say it might have been 2017 or 18 anyways neither here nor there but uh at this point I had wanted to start a travel agency business so I hopped on that bus train for a little bit as well and so this also gave me the opportunity to get discounted hotel rooms now not discounted flights because I learned that uh, travel agents don't receive discounted flights. It's just really hard to receive that. However, if you do the tricks to travel system, uh, you're able to get yourself uh, free upgrades or um, free hotel stays based off of points and the system that that we used. So 
I had just started that system as well as started the travel agency business. So they kind of worked hand in hand where I was able to um, utilize the points that I got from using um, or from applying for the United card on that. So I had been sitting on these points for a little bit, so I was waiting to see um, what kind of flight I was going to get coming back uh, from, actually I came back from the UK, but I'll tell that on part two, but I was looking to see what type of flights I would get and if I would get the United Polaris upgrade uh, or type of airline or airplane, and so... um, that was that was my end goal uh, because I really wanted to sit in the lay flat seats, lay bed or lay down seats, uh, and experience first class and all its glory. So I went all out, um, and honestly, I'll have to look to see how many points I used on that. But just know that those points were available to me to utilize for this one way ticket to back from um, international waters or international uh, from an international trip so uh, on my first segment of Spain I hopped off the train or hopped off um, the plane in Madrid and luckily because I traveled in November I had the seat row or the row all available to me coming into Madrid And that flight was about eight hours and, you know, settled in and got relaxed and was ready to go. And I think it was like the week before Thanksgiving uh, that I went. But anyway, so I got to Madrid, landed in Madrid. Then I hopped on a train to hit up San Sebastian. And so this is why I did it this way. Uh... I really wanted to go see the Guggenheim and I figured I had I had a really great deal to stay in San Sebastian at this Marriott Hotel and so I really wanted to do that so that was my end goal to start in San Sebastian um, and go to Bilbao to go see uh, the Guggenheim and so I found a really great hotel in San Sebastian overlooking the water. Um, It had a little canal right next to it. Uh, The city streets were beautiful. It was was so surreal um, walking off the train into the city and how I just felt very at home, I feel like, when I walked out of that train station and was able to find my hotel just using Google Maps. Uh, Also, FYI, I definitely map out a lot of places before I go on my trip using Google Maps. Uh, So I download the I download the city or the the country that I'm going to visit. And then I start planning where I'm going to be staying, and then where, what places I want to visit as well, like food-wise, um, attractions, and just things like that. So, um, I also had a friend who had just been there, so she gave me 
some information along that line of what where to go um, and what places to try out because I was only going to be there for I think a couple of days so I had to maximize my stay maximize my time while I was there and this was how I did it so uh, staying in San Sebastian was was beautiful it was just truly an amazing trip and I was just very grateful for the space that I was in when um when I visited so stayed at Hotel Maria Cristina a luxury collection hotel in San Sebastian so if you ever get the chance look that place up it was beautiful um I got a great deal so because once again I was a travel agent so I was able to book for a lot less um than a normal night stay would be um and I think yeah let me look up what a actual normal night stay would be now because let's say so I paid for my deal for one night so the Hotel Maria Cristina uh, usually costs around 347 euros a night. And when I went back in 2018, I paid 238 uh, a night, uh, roughly, with taxes included and whatnot. So, um, so if that gives you kind of an idea of the kind of rates you receive if you're into the travel agency business. However, I was, once again, still floating that line of the trickster travel system and being a travel agent and seeing what benefits uh, helped me out the most. And honestly, you know, the the being a travel agent did help in some cases, but it only gave you a really discounted rate for things. Uh, it didn't necessarily give me a free stay uh, for things. Um, and so I think that's where the tricks to travel system is a little bit, is, is a step up from being a travel agent. Now, I don't necessarily think that everybody needs to be a travel agent because I have... I've developed a system for myself to where I can find those um, great deals. I use Scott's Cheap Flights. I use Hopper. I use Google Flights to utilize um, to get great, great flight deals. So that's how I utilize that. And then when I need hotel stays, I'm able to use the Tricks to Travel system um, by utilizing my credit cards and all that for points to maximize the best points as possible and then um, I go from there and any excursions or activities that I want to do I save up for and then and or you know sometimes I just go the different route and utilize an Airbnb but um, throughout this whole stay I definitely or throughout this whole trip I definitely utilized my uh, travel agency business so, with that, I think I also had TSA pre-check at this point, too. So, that is another, that's just another 
win check mark you should definitely have tsa pre-check or uh global entry now tsa pre-check is able it's available for you for five years it's 85 dollars whereas global entry is a hundred dollars and that's a available for um five years as well However, if you have certain credit cards, this fee is waived for you every four, four and a half years, whatever it may be. But TSA PreCheck definitely gets you through security a lot quicker and it, you know, helps. It, it just is, it makes the process a lot easier, especially for someone who doesn't like to, um, you know, wait in long lines for security and things like that and I just recently got global entry so I'm really excited to be able to utilize that hopefully soon um and be able to bypass uh coming back into the United States through customs and go and utilize that so that's what global entry does it helps speed up the process through customs um where and as well as um uh TSA pre-check so you already have that available to you through TSA pre-check you also get well through global entry you also get TSA pre-check and you get that speed through through customs and so I went to so if I arrived at this hotel it was amazing should I say um it was so beautiful, so elegant, and I, I documented it, I took the f- photos from it, but the bed layout, the room layout was amazing, um, and I definitely wish I would have been able to stay longer. I should have stayed longer, but, you know, had to, had to maximize my time while I was there and do what I needed to do, but... Once I got there, um, I hit the ground running, went to go find this little... Um, restaurant that my friend suggested and they do this is where I learned to love tapas um tapas are little little bite-sized meals that you can have with wine and I fell in love with tapas uh while I was in Spain and the tapas that I had at this one place was to die for let me tell you um and let me see if I can remember the name um Oh yes, La Cuchara de San Tiemo. So, very small place, um, but while I was there, I I stood right at the counter, drank some wine, and just ordered. Just went down the line of of the different tapas. Um, I tried octopus for the first time here, and it was so good. The way that they presented it, it was amazing. Um, they blew my mind. Um, and so it was so great to try that. And I was really help. It was really helpful that I was able to, um, try this, try this little, little bar out and get to know the, the city that I was staying in for a little bit and kind of just walk the city. Um, I grabbed a, I had to grab a SIM card as well. So I was able to talk to my family that way. Because I don't think I was on T-Mobile at that time, and I thought that was the best option for me. However, I think I could have still been able to utilize the same phone number that I had. But, you know, you live and you learn. You figure it out as you go. But anyways, um, yeah, so I stayed 
once the night was over, I um I hopped on a train or I know I hopped on a bus, uh to go to Bilbao, Spain, and so this is where the Guggenheim is. This is where it it lays. This is where it it is, and so I got to. I hopped off the bus from the bus station and I walked a fair amount of distance to get to the Guggenheim where I think I could have probably hopped on a taxi or an Uber. Um, I don't think they had an Uber there actually because it's a small city but I think I would have been able to, I should have been able to, but I think I just wanted to sightsee and walk around and kind of see what the city landscape was but I finally got to the Guggenheim there, and it was breathtaking. Um, I was so amazed at all the different art architecture and the art that was not only inside but outside as well. So they maximize on the space that that they have uh, throughout the Guggenheim and throughout the the area that this this museum lies on now once again if you jump jumping in and you don't know me um i i love art i love art history um and so being able to go to the guggenheim was was kind of one of my bucket list items i want to say not knowing it either but there was just so many amazing art installations there and I couldn't help but like keep turning my head left and right left and right up and down up and down um as I was going through each different section throughout the Guggenheim and I was like hey if I can't I mean in my mind I went big uh you know I could have gone to the Guggenheim in New York but you know hey when in Spain do as the Spaniards do and so I went to the Guggenheim in Spain before I am probably will ever go to the Guggenheim in um, Madrid. I mean, in New York. So the Guggenheim births a lot of great artists and just a great installation of different artists throughout the world. And I know with every museum, they've got different art installations and some of them stay and some of them go and some of them have a period of time where they're kind of, you know, in a traveling state. Um, And so, yeah, um, the Guggenheim was really awesome to see. They had this big spider statue outside as well as this big, big puppy they called um, just made out of whole flowers, just all flowers and it's amazing how big it is it's larger than life and still amazes me how how healthy and colorful it looked too so they definitely keep that um watered (laughs) um but anyways uh so yeah that is mainly why I went to go see or that's why I stayed near San Sebastian uh to hop on a bus for about an hour to go see the Guggenheim in Bilbao and if you've never been I highly highly recommend it I highly suggest you stay in San Sebastian as well um 
to see that hotel i mean stay at that hotel if you can as well um or be able to see the the small city on on the edge of the water um because it's so cool um then what was cool about this too was this whole hotel you could see the weather um <laughs> you could see um a video of the current weather at that time so you could hop on the website um to through marriott and see the hotel cameras and so i thought that was so cool because that got me a little bit prepared and got me way more excited to go see this place and see this city because of how the weather was changing and the location that they were showing and it was just it was just beautiful to see and I'm really grateful that I got to see this little city in Spain um, because the next round is those big cities that everybody talks to talks about and um, you kind of lose sight a little bit of those little cities that no one thinks about or no one hears about until I don't know until they make national news about something of sorts so it was really great to have this kind of little little secret of mine all to myself for for what for what it was and for the time frame that I was there so um that's a little bit about the first part of Spain um in part one so in part two I will take you on another adventure through some other another big city and well not another big city but a city a bigger city in spain i hope you enjoy thank you for tuning in Don't forget to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This podcast has been edited by Rika herself. Thank you, and I will see you every other Thursday on Catch Flights, Not Feelings. At this time, I'm going to ask you to fasten your seatbelt. Today... I'm going to be talking about economy seats. Since last week or the la- the week before I talked about first class, let's take a step back and go to economy. Um, I'm skipping business class because it's neither here nor there. Um, I've, it's rare that I'm in business class, um, but it is definitely most always uh, that I am in economy, living it up. And so most of the time I don't do uh, seat upgrades to Economy Plus um, unless it's really worth it to me. However, um, yeah, it's it's very rare that I do that. But on most occasions, on some occasions, it's because, you know, it's for a birthday trip or because I found a really great deal. And I was like, why not? So, um economy uh in most cases uh economy is pretty pretty well situated depending on the flight you're on uh for longer distance uh economy seats are pretty well uh pretty comfortable in the in a state um and so your your best bet or hoping is that you're in a seat or a row that doesn't have anybody in them so you can lay out a little bit better but 
when you are traveling to international cities or countries they do have the the screens in the back of the seats as well as usually a usb charger for your phone or whatever you may use uh, on that flight so that's very helpful um and i've seen a lot more actually domestic flights uh having that usb port while you're traveling but uh it's rare that i've traveled internationally on any other airline other than um kind of American Airlines so I mean like not just American but like American or United or you know Delta or something like that so uh my hub is United in Denver so I get I utilize or I'm on a lot of United flights because of that uh Southwest just came to Colorado Springs um I'm partial to Southwest um, because of how they have open seating. It's kind of weird um, and they're only ones but they do have two free checked bags and they've always had that since I've since I've known them. Um, <clears throat> and Spirit's stepping up their game. Um, they used to have always economy seats and really you can even like recline the seats but um, I've heard they've got the bigger seats in the front so probably four or eight uh, big seats in the front depending on which flight you're taking but I've also heard they're stepping up their game of Frontier is similar to Spirit in my mind um, low basic economy um, cheap flights to get you where you want to go um, they have the smallest uh, tray tables I've ever seen in my life the smallest like I don't know what they expect you to do on this flight but I guess other than just sit and use your phone um and so um but yeah united is basically where I I love my economy seats um American Airlines eh, I mean I know it's a I have to use it sometimes um because of the routes I'm taking or where I'm going so that's that so it is what it is in my mind but I think it's very hard to upgrade your seats in American Airlines and I think they kind of take their take their people for granted in my mind so um not not a huge fan of American but it's it's kind of within my city um so if I find a great deal and it's through American I'm not gonna like avoid it um I've rarely I've probably rarely fell flown in well I know I've rarely flown on Delta uh because a it's very expensive out of Denver I have no idea why um but I have probably in my mind only flown once on delta that i can remember um so all you delta people that stand by delta i totally understand it if that's your hub and that's where you're located great i would love to fly delta too but i just haven't found a good flight deal through delta um it's very rare that delta is going to be the cheapest wherever i fly to or fly out of so economy seats um i can only rate through you know united american spirit frontier southwest um i think i did basic account well i did economy in um another 
European, I think it was, yeah, a European flight, and I can't remember, but I was going to Bali, but anyways, um, oh yeah, Eva Air, so I don't remember which, which, um, flight route that was through, well not, anyways, um, yeah, so that's kind of, well, through economy, you know, you don't get your, uh, drinks, um, until the drink carts come through, and so you're, you get a free drink, and you get some snacks along with it, depending on where you're going. If your flight's longer than two hours, you definitely get that stuff. Um, if your flight is shorter than two hours, I think you'll only get a drink. I don't think you get snacks, um, but I'm trying to remember prior to COVID years, but now, um, United gives you a snack bag. American has now given you, I think, just drinks. I don't think they give you snacks. Um, and then Southwest, they give you a snack and a drink. But how they do it, it's not through a drink cart. It's kind of like a tray service. So they take your order and then they bring it to you after they get it all figured out. So each one does their own different in their own different ways. I do have to say Southwest does provide like the best um, airline attendants. They're really funny. They're really upbeat, and they try and make your stay. Well, they try and make your time on the airplane as fun as they can, and I do really commend them for that because I'm always laughing on Southwest for some reason. And then you've got Spirit Airlines where. Somehow, because I sat in the middle seat, I won 5,000 miles. So that's really fun that they give you deals like that. Um, but yeah, so, you know, each airline has their their good and bad pros and cons to sitting in economy. But I do... I do like economy for what it's worth. Um, those, che- those seats are very cheap. Um, and if you're traveling light, basic economy is always a good step for you as well. So those are things to think about when you want to, uh, when you're trying to travel is, you know, how do you want to, how do you want to travel? Are you, are you in that basic economy where you only get a backpack? Are you in economy where you get that, um, small personal item and a carry on? Um, or are you in business class where you get a little bit more upgraded experience, more leg room, um, and more attention to details a little bit, or are you even on first class most of the time where you get that drink before you take off, you get to be seated before everybody else, you still get that overhead bin space, and you're able to kind of sit back and relax a lot more um, and enjoy that flight. Um, I would love to hear from you guys and see what what your opinion is on that. And then also when I do sit in economy, I always, always try to sit over the wings because I feel like that's the least amount of turbulence that you'll be able to experience sitting over the wings. And I think it's such a, in my opinion, it's such a great seat and you get uh, a great view of that, of that wing. Um, I always try and take a, a picture of that because that is truly my favorite seat in, in the airplane. So I'd love to hear from you guys on what's your favorite seat and, you know, where you've sat on your different airlines and what's your top airline that you fly out of.
Thank you for listening to Catch Flights, Not Feelings with your host, Rika. On behalf of the flight crew, thank you for flying with us.